0: Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Molden. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast, coming to you on Sunday, July 11th. That's right. Brought to you by Gateway Kickball. That's right. We just finished. That's right. The church is having a kickball tournament. We just finished the tournament, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we got five, what, we got six teams uh, going. It's a lot of fun just to get together. It's just nice to be feel human, right, to get out and play kickball Come to church. Have a great time. And church, we had church today, let me tell you. Yeah,
1: man, it was awesome. We had a
0: great worship service today. We said goodbye to one of our heroes in the faith here, Heidi Rice. And we baptized Heidi's friend and co-worker, Ebony, today. It was an outstanding day in every way. And Bill Molden preached from Acts chapter 15 today did a sermon on acts 15 15 that uh i don't know it'd be i've never heard before to be impossible to duplicate <laughs> if you've not listened to the sermon yet go ahead and click on that button below listen to the sermon this entirety i guarantee you, you will be moved you will be inspired you will laugh you will learn a great deal and you will be challenged and bill i just want to thank you for man really bring it today you preached the word today and uh some really great points. I think the overall point you, you know, you, obviously, you talked about Acts 15, the standoff. Yeah. And uh, you called it a standoff. And I like that title, the standoff, because Acts 15, we kind of see, as you said, all of this tension building, right? As the church is growing, then the tension inside of the church tends to grow as well. And uh, you called it a standoff. And uh, I like that because it really sort of paints these pictures of uh, sort of lines being drawn and uh, kind of almost this one must fall kind of right. uh, picture, if you will. But, yeah, tell me a little bit about the title standoff and tell me a little bit about kind of how you why you chose to go the route you did with Axe 15 today.
1: Yeah, I mean so much is at stake at this moment in the book of Acts and really honestly it just felt like it was just the perfect time to talk about it cuz as a as not just a congregation here in St. Louis but as a family of churches mm-hmm. you know we're just in this really brittle stage where lines get drawn super easy Uh, things tend to have like this explosive, you know, uh, judgment. If you think one thing versus another, and it's just cool to see how there is absolutely nothing new under the sun. And, uh, and so the title really kind of came in in kind of the line being drawn with the circumcision group, uh, versus, uh, this, uh, the, the gospel as it's being preached by Paul and Barnabas. Uh, and it's such a deep divide. It was easy to kind of just kind of take our, our normal challenge and kind of go, what would we be calling this yeah. um, if, if it was happening today? yeah, I think we would call it a standoff You're right? Uh, where you have certain parts of the church thinking one way, certain parts of the church thinking another. And uh, boy, I tell you, without the willingness to come together, uh, nothing ever will get resolved, and so my goal today was really to kind of, kind of take people through the challenge of living out the greatest commandment to love one another. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the one of the, that that challenge, you know, kind of starts to play out, and you see it getting tougher and tougher as the church keeps getting bigger and bigger, and of course, you know, in Acts fifteen, it comes to a, it comes to a figurehead here. Yeah. Uh, and this is such a marquee moment and a moment that I hope uh, we'll be able to duplicate in the days to come over pick an issue. I hope that we'll be able to kind of choose the path of love, uh, as James would say, the, the perfect law yeah. of love and uh, and follow their example by uh, by finding finding that common ground.
0: Yeah, well, I thought that was really one of the cool things you did is you 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 walked us back through the book of acts and uh covered a lot of the characters in the book of acts and i think at one point you talked about you know the detention that was building and and uh you painted this picture of you know <laughs> uh, of them coming to the council and mics being set up and everyone <laughs> stepping up to the mic and giving their sort of their their opinion on why we're in this state we're in. And you did it a couple of different ways. You talked about who would get blamed for the conflict or blame for where the fellowship were at that moment. And you talked about how Stephen's fault, right? It's yeah. preaching to the Sanhedrin, Philip's fault for, you know, for going and preaching to those Samaritans. And of course, you know, even one better preaching to someone at the end of the, er, you know, the yeah. end of the earth, er, I love that. Uh, but then you said, hey, this could very easily be put on Paul as well. All of this tension, Peter. Uh, you, you really just did a great job of sort of that. And then you talked about the 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 mic section. I really love what you did there. You played the character four different roles, you might say, of people stepping up to the mic and kind of giving their version of what's going on in the fellowship at that moment and I thought that was really well done particularly since this our theme is good news right <laughs> get give you know if you will and how they'd all step up to the mic and you got to listen to it if you've not heard the sermon yet I think this is well that section alone is worth the listen but um I just I thought well that was very creative and so yeah, walk me through how you came to uh I guess draw on all of these characters or play out these various
1: roles at the council. Yeah. How, how yeah. did you how did you land there? Well, I think uh, you know, when you get three or four weeks off uh <laughs> yeah. and you and you know what you're gonna preach ahead of time, you have more time uh, to kind of play around with with the with the presentation, and plus, you know, uh, I, I'm a student of homiletics. I love preachers, yeah. and uh, you know, and some some of the gimmicks I use today come just out of preachers who have gone before us, and yeah. uh, you know, and so borrowing their ideas and things, you know, kind of that council meeting, um, you know, kind of borrowing some of the imagery that other great preachers in the past have done. And then just trying to figure out, man, if I was there and I thought like uh, the party of the Pharisees, I mean, I gave up everything to become a Christian, but I'm not willing to give up everything to stay a Christian, yeah, that's good. you know, and you're holding on how, what scriptures would I, would I be going to? And of course, Ezra and you know, Amos yeah, and, I, and there, I thought of like, I could have kept going and going and sure, going, sure. but I just thought those were so, then you have, you know, and it would be the woman's Bible study that talks about the book of Ruth sure, and, sure. you know, and, and just kind of, I, I just love the fact that I remember as a new Christian, when I was a new Christian, Isaiah two was one of those passages that I didn't remember a lot of scripture, yeah. but that one, you know, when we did the old, old kingdom study, when they read that to me and all nations would stream to it. And I saw that next too, it changed the way I read the Bible forever. So I just kind of thought someone would, you know, who might not know as much would know at least that much and, and bring that up. But my hope was to try to represent that all of these views were biblical, sure. Because I think most of the conflicts we're going to have within the congregation, yeah. they're going to have their scriptures. The idea is like, what if it's not either or? What if it's both and? And I think that was that was my hope. But a lot of it is this is what happens when Bill has a one too many weeks to plan for <laughs> a sermon. Uh, I just I kind of I kind of go into. Like, hmm, what else could I do? to <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, I do like that. Uh, you know, I love that that the you you you, pl- you talked about the, the dispute that they're having, and this is a major conflict. This conflict is so significant; it it required a council. You know, everyone coming together to resolve this. But I do love that the brothers and sisters cared enough to come together uh, to talk about this to work this issue out. And uh, and you asked a question that uh, was a great question that I tried to ask in my response. But what is so incendiary? <laughs> 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 what is basically what 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 issue is it that yeah. you are willing to sort of lay it on a line for? You know, you know, we all have our camps or we all have our. Positions. We all have our sides of a dispute, uh, and sometimes they, they could be disputable matters, and sometimes they're, like you said, they can be matters in the Bible, but uh, what issue is it for us that we're willing to draw lines and, as you said well today in the sermon, frankly, just sort of walk away from our brothers and sisters over yeah, or love less? yeah and that's really the issue here that this is an issue of will you love the other will you love those that are different will you love those that maybe they've been locked out before but god's willing to let them in will you love the unlovable right right uh, you did a great job today you walked back to matthew 15 which i thought was brilliant you talked about peter I love that he was a main character. You drew him out, how he's dealing with this, all the way in the Galatians as well. You really preached about three different sermons. I felt like today, it, yeah, <laughs> so, I, I kind of did, yeah.
1: you know. And yeah. and it's and it's you know, and it, it's so important that we really remember the human side of all of our great Bible heroes sure. uh, because they really do give us permission. To process our own emotions. I mean, because again, people are going to feel deeply. You know, we have camps being formed over, you know, the women's role. We have camps being formed over kind of this new this new non-binary type of type of group that's going to become a reality uh, as our society keeps confusing things more and more and more. And we're going to have to figure out how am I going to reach across the aisle to make sure that they recognize there's no aisle here. You know, there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all through all and in all, you know, just that sense of oneness, because even though, with, with my background and my suspicions and my human issues, I love that Peter had all of that. Yeah, And that, that's not covered up in any way in scripture. Right. And yet he is still the hero because he works through it all. Yeah. And uh, and I think that is one of the things that I love about Luke's telling of this. This is the last time we see Peter in the book of Acts. Mm. This is his sharding, his closing shot. Yeah. This is his drop the mic moment and what a brilliant way to drop the mic. Yeah. He has battled, he has struggled and now he knows with 100% confidence God has opened the door. Do not try to hinder God. Yeah. And challenging his peers to not put God to the test. You know as you know and what's ringing through my ears is or in my mind is just the fact that everyone in the crowd would have probably have read Galatians at this point. They would have known Peter's mistake. They would have known how where he stood and how how you know this this tension. And to hear Peter come out on, clearly on the side of Paul, You're right? So much humility, so much resolve, so much conviction. You know, and I love the 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 emphatic. You know, like should we put the yoke? That neither we nor our ancestors were able to carry, and then emphatic, no. Yeah. You yeah. know, I I just I love I I love Peter. You yeah. know, I love the fact that he he kind of sticks he kind of sticks his fork in it. He he just says this is done. Yeah. And uh, and I love how Luke just records the whole assembly was quiet. Yeah. Or was silent. And it just what a pivotal moment.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I love that. Yeah, you're drawing on Peter there, uh taking us through Peter's own, his wrestling with this, with this new thing that God is doing, which Peter can't entirely explain himself. I mean, he obviously does a pretty good job of explaining it, but as he's going through it, God's taking him through something and it had to be scary. Yeah. It had to be frightening. I mean, it had to be a sense of, wow. But that Peter was able to go back and, and, and as you did, look in Matthew 15 and go, well, I think this is what Jesus was doing all along, though. Yeah. I think this was always God's plan. God was always about all nations. God was always about bringing in the Gentiles. But it was always about love. It was always about... And I love that you brought that point out. You know, love trumps it all. And no matter what the issues are we're going to face today, tomorrow, uh, in the near future, for our distant future, love trumps it all. And I... I think that this is still a challenge for, I think we live about it. I think you know, we're in a time where, where um, man, there's so much hate, yeah. so much frustration, and so much angst, mm-hmm. and people are so divided uh, along lines. And, and this is part of the struggle I have sometimes, even when we talk about, some of these race issues and things like that, I think we we often can emphasize our differences. Right. You know what I mean? Almost to a fault, the ways that we're different.
1: It's so true.
0: And I just you know, does that make us love one another? Who's going to call, who's going to forgive? Who's going to love? Who's going to love? Who's going to cross the line and give hugs and love and and forgive and, and not claim their rights If we Christians don't do it, who's going to do it? So your message today was right on point, dealing with a very hot topic for the church then, but you really made it relevant. This is how we can deal with things today in our church, but also in our church culture as a fellowship today as well. And I thought it was masterful. It was really, really similar quality. It's one of those sermons that everyone really needs to hear and you dealt with it really well. So I just wanted to give you kind of the last words. Anything else, you know, there's always something we preachers leave out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I know you had, you know, you were a little bit limited on time today. So, but I thought you did a masterful job preaching. But is there anything that you wanted to share that you didn't get to share?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, had had I, you know, kind of been a little bit more on top of time management, there is that complementary side of Peter coming down squarely on the side of Paul and Barnabas Mm -hmm. and James really giving a nod to those that aren't quite on the same side yet. Uh, I love that these two pillars in the church really are representing, you know, I mean, Peter is stepping across. He is becoming the bridge. He is kind of laying out with the evidence says God wants us to open this door. And James, in a very respectful way, does not diminish or allow that that kind of that dissenting party and their feelings to go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. I think James really did a fantastic job complimenting the other side of the argument. Right. The other side of the argument is is that this still was part of God's plan to choose Israel first. Yeah. Therefore, certain conditions need to be considered. We're not going to put down those That come from the opposing view. We're not going to agree with them because obviously the evidence of everything that God had done would suggest is that this side is in the wrong. But they're not to be treated like they're wrong. That's good. And and so really, what I would have done is kind of talk about how, you know, kind of like we've been trained to do. Think of the win-win.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, James really serves as the one that is going to make sure the other side gets a win too. That, that, that heritage, that, that sense of we're going, we're, we want you to be considerate of some pretty volatile things yeah. that really would put you at odds with the people of Israel. Absolutely. So therefore do, do not take your freedom to step over these lines.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I love that, that the party of the Pharisees, the circumcision group, although they lost the overall war, they would get that sense of, but we were heard. Yeah. And I think that's why it worked. Yeah. That there were, both parts were deeply considered, and I think that that to me is kind of the brilliance of the early church. Yeah. And you know, and again, as we read this as a staff, Kendall was like, I get the feeling that James wasn't fully committed or fully convinced, right. but he really kind of saw the wisdom of just going with this new thing that God was doing. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I read James a little differently. I think uh, I think he he knew who it was he was going to be shepherding. Yeah, He goes, everyone else is going to go back to their land of Gentiles. I got to shepherd these people. So, you know, I, I kind of read that as like, that's how you make sure every party gets a win-win. Sure. So that's what I would have added.
0: Oh, that's really good. That's powerful. And and I, I think there's a tremendous amount of respect here. I mean, clearly, Paul, uh, you might say is... I don't know, I'd say probably one of the more educated of, in this group. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, a Pharisee of Pharisee. Uh, and that Paul humbles himself, right, to the decision of the elder James. In fact, the church sending him back. There were so many opportunities for Paul to get prideful here.
1: Absolutely.
0: And to kind of go his own way. But to keep things in step with the spirit. I mean, I, there's just such power in that. It's really interesting because we leave this situation, this is sort of a, 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 a you know, a, a you might say a, a fellowship-wide <laughs> dispute, and then we end up, you know, we think, hey, everything's good, and then, you know, Paul and Barnabas, then they end up in an argument. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so, I know. So, and- gonna, like, out of the pot into the frying pan, they're going to go, now we've got another issue, and what's interesting about this, which we'll tackle this a little bit later, is that Initially, you don't really get a whole lot of information about what's going on here. Yeah, you don't get a great deal of detail. I mean, they said, "Okay, well, Paul didn't think it was good for Mark to go with him," and obviously Barnabas and Mark are related, but they just sort of part ways, and we don't really hear how they worked it out. Yeah, we don't know how this thing got worked out. We just know that it got worked out. You, if you're a student of the Bible, so it's really interesting that this dispute, which is sort of next, and it's. Anyway, I like you said, I love the tension of Acts and I do love this is what makes the Bible so real for me personally. God doesn't hide these kind of things. No. If this was a fairy tale book, you just have happily ever after. Yeah, yeah if
1: this just, yeah, if this was a book written to promote a certain ideology, yeah. you do not record your history this way. No. no. This is a black eye. This is <laughs> You know, and especially Paul and Barnabas, and that was the reason why I included uh, Galatians 2. Yeah, because uh, even Barnabas was led astray. <laughs> right. You better believe that was coming up in <laughs> that little dispute between Paul and Barnabas. I was like, he still got some tender feelings there, <laughs> Barnabas. You've abandoned me before. What? You know? Yeah. It's like, I, you know, I I love I love that, and I love that there's still there's still that tension there, and uh, but I think. I think as we'll as we'll study about probably in a future sermon and then in a future podcast, you know the fact how they how Paul responds to the dispute that doesn't end well, yeah, is also a lesson in how we should respond because he chooses someone who can speak into his life, yeah, he chooses Silas and then he wants Timothy, yeah, you know, he immediately goes, i I have to have someone who can speak directly into my life and I need to pass on uh, what I'm learning to, to the future generation. So there's so much, there's so much to, uh, to glean from these guys. I love the human side of the characters of the Bible.
0: It is true. It's the, 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 you know, the, the, the Bible is, is, is powerful on many levels, but like you said, that God just sort of Write that down. We want to put that down. <laughs> put that in there too. Like God, you sure you want this? Yeah, I definitely want that in there. <laughs> like so. Like, yeah. God, you sure you don't want to use the other story? No, I need that story right there because people are gonna do that very thing, and they need to be able to still. We still need to be able to move and listen to the Spirit and the church still grows amen it doesn't fall apart i think that's the power and i think as you said kind of your closing statement love trumps it all so brother thank you
1: for a great sermon today man fantastic worship service uh man it was just a great day all the way around
0: yep well uh i'm vince and i'm bill and thank you for tuning in with us this week good day everyone
1: good day